0: Welcome to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalgleish from Contextures.com. In this week's Roundup, we'll look at using names in a workbook, some Excel productivity tips, and how to fix some of those problems that were caused by the security update that Microsoft rolled out in December. Buttons stopped working and some errors appeared in workbooks. This is the first roundup of 2015, and I'm still having some problems getting the date correct. I like to type month and day in my workbooks and don't enter the year, so if I'm putting in stuff from last month, it, it ends up going in as December 15th. So be careful as you put in your dates for the next couple of weeks. I posted a couple of articles recently. One was on using Excel to count ho. guests during a date range. So from December 1st to 15th, how many people were staying in your hotel? Some arrived before that and some leave during that time. So how do you keep track of those numbers in a date range? I also noticed as I was doing some data entry on December 27th that that was day 42,000 in the Excel calendar. The dates are all stored as numbers and that odd round number really caught my attention. In some other articles that I found, Mr. Excel, who is really Bill Jellen, is working on his 40th Excel book, and he noticed that the Roman numeral for 40 is XL. So that, he thought that would be a good book title, and he's collecting the 40 greatest Excel tips. He's doing a kickstarter project and there's a link on my site that you can get information about that and i think the deadline is january 12th so again don't wait too long for that winston snyder wrote an article on using names in a workbook and he shows how you can type a name in a cell so if you're doing some january data for example you could type january in a cell then do some numbers in adjacent cells across that row select all of these cells, the title January and all the numbers, and then use a command to just create a name automatically using the name that you've got in the first column of that row. So it's a great tip, and then he shows how to use the names in formulas. So you could say 10 times January and get a result based on a name. The Power BI team at Microsoft has a blog post that describes some of the updates and improvements in their December update. They've improved the stability and the out-of-memory problems that were occurring, and a few other bugs. Gregory Long, who is an illustrator, shows how he uses 3D column chart in Excel as the basis for a background cityscape. So he creates his 3D chart and turns it around and then adds some textures and things to make it look like a city instead of a 3D column chart. So it's quite interesting to take a look at that. The Excel support team at Microsoft has an update on the problem that was caused by the security update that Microsoft rolled out in December. When they did that, a lot of people had problems with buttons. They would get errors if they clicked on anything, things stopped working. There were leftover files in temporary folders on computers, and those had to be deleted before anything would start working again. So on this update page from Microsoft, there's a button you can click that will go in and clean up these files for you. So I've got a link for that, and hopefully that will solve the problem if you're still having that. Wilson Peng describes how he uses the concatenate function to help with his market research and data analysis. For example, he'll put in a list of extensions and a main website, and then he can combine all of that information very quickly using concatenate and filling a formula down on the worksheet. So take a look at that, just for some quick tips. Microsoft, on their SMB blog, has posted some ultimate Excel productivity tips. There are some interesting ones there, like selecting a cell on the worksheet, pressing the control key and the right square bracket, and that will select any cells that reference the cell that you were on. You can then press it again and see if those currently selected cells are referenced by any other formulas. There are four other tips, so take a look at those. Another interesting video I found was from Richard Baker, who's a professor at University of Salford, and he shows how to create a movement analysis profile in Excel. He overlaps two column charts, and it's quite interesting to see different use for Excel than I've ever seen. We also can use Excel to store names and email addresses and other information. And Diane Poremski shows a macro that you can use in Outlook that will create messages from the data that you have stored in Excel. So she's got some code, you can copy that. She explains how to paste it into Outlook and make sure Outlook is ready to run macros. And then that will automate your process. Jeff Benyon shows how to use Excel to create an invoice for a law firm. He has client names and projects and then pulls all that together into a, a template that creates an invoice. And you could use that in other businesses as well. I've just got one Excel announcement this week. There's an upcoming class from Felienne Hermans. She's doing an online MOOC course one of those mass online courses, and it's for data analysis. Take it to the max. The course starts in April, on the 6th of April. It's an eight-week course that you can audit for free, and there's a link for that on my site as well. Thank you for listening to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalgleish from Contextures.com. To get the links from today's roundup, please visit www.contextures.com slash podcasts.